Welcome to episode number 43 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are continuing our series in the area of finances. For a number of weeks, we spoke about finances requiring prayer and faith to be successful. We've discussed the idea that God is our source and our finances, and a lot of topics dealing with how God wants to bless us financially. Today, we're going to continue that type of teaching with the topic entitled, God is our source in our finances. This will be part one. I'm not sure how many parts there'll be, but we'll just see how the Lord directs us. So let me pray and ask God to bless you. Father, I thank you once again for the opportunity I have to bring this podcast to people, quite frankly, all over the world. We thank you for it, Father, that you've blessed it and used it, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the thousands of people who have downloaded these teachings, Lord, in order to receive something special in an area of need that they have in their life. I pray now, Father, that you would anoint me, Father, as I bring this teaching, Lord, to this audience. I pray that you would bless those listening in, Lord, that they would hear and, Father God, be able to allow this to sink deep into their heart and their mind. And, Lord, that they would learn something, Father, from your word as I am continuing trying to learn what your word has to say, Father, about how we should deal with our finances and how you, God, are our source. We praise you and thank you for what's going to take place. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In James chapter 1 and verse number 16 in the New Living Translation, I find something very powerful dealing with God being our source. It says here, So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father. It goes on to say then that he never changes and that he's always there to bless us. In verse 18 it says, He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word, and we out of all creation became his prized possession. I'd like for you to take a second and think about how God thinks about you. Most of the time, we have a lower opinion of ourselves than the opinion, our understanding that God has for us. Here it says very clearly, we are his prized possession. Do you feel like you're God's prized possession? I know there are many times that I don't. There's times that I think that maybe I'm just kind of getting along okay, but I don't necessarily think of myself as being a prized possession of God. And and I think that's something that I, of course, need to work on. I think all of us need to work on and to realize that God looks at us that way. If we could just live up to the way God sees us. He sees us as more than conquerors. He sees us as winners and not losers. He sees us as person who can be the lender to other people and not always be the borrower. God has a plan for us and a purpose for us. And that plan and purpose includes blessings. He wants to bless his people and he wants us to understand that he is our source. He is always going to be our source. He always has been our source. And let's just be sure we lock that in right now before we go any deeper into this lesson. We must realize how much God loves us, how much he cares for us, how much he wants to bless us And never forget the scripture that says, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I want to repeat that. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So are we diligently seeking him? So let's do that. Let's right now get into his word, see what he has to say, and seek him and seek his blessing. I got to go back to that verse 17 real quick. It says, whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father. When we read that, we've got to stop for a second and think, that must mean that God is our source. Because if every good and perfect gift comes down to us from God our Father, 
then God must be our source in the area of every good and perfect thing that comes into our life. Something is good in our life. It might be a financial blessing. It might be a relationship with a good friend. It might be falling love in love with someone and marrying that person. It might be enjoying the work that you do. Those are good gifts. Those are things that, that are not just money. True, we're talking about money and, and the focus is going to be on finances today. But God has a lot of good and true and perfect gifts. The gift of peace, the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I know I've repeated that over and over again, but I believe it needs to be said in order for people to catch it. It's said that if things sometimes have to be repeated time and time again before it really gets into our heart and mind. So let's realize that God is our peace. If God is our source, then he's our source for everything in our life. And the reason we know that God is our source is because the Bible tells us so. There's a wonderful scripture in, in Psalm 50, and it's one that I've heard all my life. As a young man, the pastor would get up and preach, and he'd say, and our God owns a, a, a cows, the number of cattle or cows on a thousand hills. And I'd sit there, and I could just picture all these hills and all these thousands of cows or cattle sitting there. And I, I guess I was missing the point because that's not really what that scripture means. What it's saying is he's talking to the people who are seeking him and looking for direction from him. When the psalmist wrote Psalm 50 in verse number, let's say, eight or nine, he's talking about God owning everything. And here's how it was written. It says in verse eight, I have no complaint about your sacrifices or the burnt offerings you constantly offer. So God's pleased with his people there. He says, but I do not need the bulls from your barns or the goats from your pens. He says, for all the animals of the forest are mine and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. He says, I know every bird on the mountains and all the animals of the fields are mine. He says, if I were hungry, God says, I would not tell you for all the world is mine and everything in it. Now that tells me that God must have some pretty strong ownership. So therefore, if God has ownership and he is our source, then he must have an unlimited number of resources. Let me talk to you just a little bit today about what does it mean to think of God and the resources, the resources that he has. In order to truly understand how God is our source in everything, including our finances, we must take a look at his resources and his abilities, right? Our God is omnipotent, which means he has unlimited power and he has all ability and all knowledge and all power and resources to do anything that he wants omniscient God, which means he had, does have all knowledge. And think about that. With all knowledge, he understands the stock market inside and out. He knows when it's going to fall. He knows what it's going to increase. He knows when his people should or should not get involved with it. God is aware of the real estate market. He knows when the real estate market is going to go up or going to go down, whether the real estate market is a good place for you to invest and whether it's a poor place for you to invest. He understands all types of investments, small investments, large investments, annuities, all those various things. God is aware of them all because he is omniscient. He, he has all knowledge, all understanding. And because he's omnipotent, he has unlimited power to work in any of those areas. So you think, well, how does that help me? All of God's omniscient ability and omnipresent ability and his, he, the fact that he's omnipotent and all the things that he is and all the great power that he has. How does that help me in my finances? How does it help me, help me to understand what God wants to do in my life? Well, that is why we must pray. And that is why we must read his word and get wisdom and direction. 
action from his word. I know I say that over and over again, but I can tell you, you got to remember that in the word of God, you will find all the answers that you have for, for the questions that you face in life. Anything dealing with your finances, there's an answer for it here. Get into the book of Proverbs, especially Proverbs chapter three and read it. Great wisdom, great understanding, great knowledge telling us how to deal with those financial issues. When it comes to loaning money to someone, there's instructions for you and for us to know whether we should do that or or not do that. When it comes to guaranteeing someone else's loan, the word of God very explicitly says, don't do it, never do it. I've talked about that on some of my other teachings in a book that I've written entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. I have a very large explanation, a very lengthy one, dealing with borrowing money and especially in the area of being a surety or a guarantor for someone else's debt. We should never do that. And I say never, even when it comes to your family. You see, instead of borrowing, instead of a person trying to get money, they come to you to get your loan, you to guarantee their loan. What they're asking you to do is put your credit and put your credit worthiness online for them. So if you're in a position where you can afford to help them out financially, then maybe you should borrow the money and you could get them to pay you. But by guaranteeing their loan, what you're saying is you trust them and you have confidence in them to always make the payments. But if they do not make the point at the payments, let's say they they get tied up in their finances. They're not in a position to be able to make the payment that month. They're uncomfortable in telling you that they couldn't make the payment to this lender that you guaranteed the loan and so they miss the payment. What happens is your credit gets hurt by that. But had you borrowed the money, put it in your name and then loan them the money and have them make you the payments, then you would know whether the loan is current or not. You see, because they're paying you back and you're paying the bank. So it's it's so important to understand that God's knowledge is so great. His omniscient power is so incredible that he knew that when these words were penned years ago, that that would be a problem for us today to guarantee someone else's loan. So these are the type of things that help us to understand that God is our source. He's our a source when we deal with any issue in life, whether it be physical or financial or spiritual, marital, children-wise, parental-wise, whatever it might be, God is our source and he'll always be our source. Now, in order to get back a little bit, I know I, I need to digress a little bit to get back on track here. When I was talking earlier, I mentioned that we need to understand the resources that God has because God has unlimited resources. You realize that God is the one who created the wind. He has power over the wind. He can make the wind start, stop, blow upwards, sideways, blow at 10 miles an hour or 100 miles an hour. He has that kind of resource power. God controls the oceans. His resources are having the ability to to stop gravity to work and to cause gravity to do what it's doing. His power is is without limits. There is no limit to God's power. Because of that, he has great resources. Let's go a little farther. When I read that scripture about that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, it wasn't talking so much about the, the cattle. It was talking about that he owns everything. It even says that in the scripture. What does that mean? That means that God owns all the silver and all the gold and all the diamonds on earth. He owns all the oil underneath this earth. He he owns all of those things because he created them all. There's nothing here on earth that he hasn't created. It reminds me of a story about creation and creating. Currently, I've been taking medication. I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma bone marrow cancer about five and a half years ago, and the doctor said I had maybe six months to live. 
Did you hear what I just said? They thought I had maybe six months to live. That was five and a half years ago. When they talked to me, they talked about medication that I would take and I took it. But one day talking to the doctor, I said, do you know this medication that you're giving me, this, this stuff that's in here, I don't understand science that well, but I know what's in here. Did it not come from everything that was created here on earth? All these particles and all these chemicals and all this stuff that's here, came from this earth, from all the things that God created. And now man is just now getting enough wisdom to be able to put those pieces and parts together to be able to use it to make a pill or make a shot that is used to help people. And the doctor looked at me and he says, you know, I've never thought about that. And he says, and you know, I'm a man of science and I, I don't quite understand all this faith stuff you talk about. He says, but you're right. There's absolutely nothing in that shot that didn't come from this earth. And I said, well, then this is God's creation. So we can't get credit for it. God is my source for this medication. And the doctor looked at me and he said, wow, that's powerful. And I said, yeah, I serve a powerful God and someday you'll be serving that same powerful God. Now, let's get back to talking about the resources of God. If God has all resources and he controls everything here on earth and everything is a servant to him, everything here that he created, then then we must learn then to worship the creator and not the creation. You see, God created this thing so that we would praise him. He did not create the mountains so that we, we would worship the mountains. He didn't create the oceans so we would worship the oceans. God created the snow that comes down, but we're not to worship the snow. A lot of times people miss out on the blessings of God and they try to go to him to seek for his guidance and direction in the area of their finances and they don't give him credit for being the one that put them in the position to be able to make money, to put them in a position to be healthy, to put them in a position to enjoy vacations, to put them in a position to be able to enjoy the things he created. So then they turn around sometimes and turn away from God and worship the creation rather than the creator. We must never do that. We must always place God first and understand that he is our source. And all we need to do is plug into his resources and we will lack for nothing. One of the keys to be blessed financially of the Lord is to understand the power in being thankful. A key to, to financial success is to be thankful to our source of blessing. It reminds me of the 100th Psalm. It's such an important Psalm. Let me just read a few verses very quickly to you, but they're, they're very powerful when it comes to understanding how God wants to, us to approach Him when we're seeking His resources, first Him first, but then because of that, we'll receive His resources and He will prove to us that He is our source of blessing. Psalm 100, starting at verse 1. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing with joy acknowledge that the Lord is God. See, acknowledge it's all about God. It's not about his creation. It's all about God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Just the thought of saying, enter into his courts with thanksgiving. It's wonderful when we're thankful people. Go back to when you were a child. If you were a little kid, I remember as a child, I'll just use myself then. As a little child, I'd go up to my mom and dad. And if I walked up and I said, gimme, 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 I want this, I want that, I want this, I need that, they would tend not to be very kind and understanding of me. But when I would walk up to my parents and I'd say, love you, mom, love you, dad, 
and maybe just talk to them a little bit and tell them how much I appreciate the vacation we went on last year. Now, some of you already know where I'm going with this thing. You think I'm buttering them up. But in reality, if I approach them with greed, then I wouldn't usually get anything. But if I approach them with thanksgiving or just simply with love and say, I sure do love you and I appreciate you and just maybe just let it go at the end and then go back at a later time and ask for something, we're more likely to receive something. I know that I would get a blessing or I'd get something that I was looking for if I was kind to my parents and I was thankful to them. Now, I know you're probably thinking, no, this still is just simply a plan that you had to butter them up and set them up so that you get a blessing. Well, maybe back then it was, but I don't want to approach my God that way. But I do want to approach my God with thanksgiving. I want to be thankful for who he is. I don't want to approach God and say, oh God, thank you for the car. Thank you for the house. Thank you for the money in the bank. Thank you for my retirement plan. Thank you, Lord, for the financial blessings you give me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's all about stuff. It's all about the things that he created that he allowed me to be blessed with. And I'm not thanking God for who he is. There's many times during my prayer time with people, I'll be praying for their needs and I'll be praying that God will bless them and heal them or whatever the need might be. And I'll stop and think, but Lord, more than anything else, Lord, I thank you for who you are. I worship the creator. I am blessed that you're my father and that I am your child. Thank you for accepting me and forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for all you've done in my life. And when I do that, when I enter into God's courts with praise and, and thank him in advance for what he's about to do, sometimes I like to just pray, Father, I thank you, Lord, for this healing before it takes place. I thank you that you're a God who's able. You're an omnipotent God. You have unlimited power. And you're you're an omniscient God with all knowledge. And I just love to brag on God and brag to him, but not for the purpose of getting what I want, but for the purpose of letting him know how much I love him and how much I appreciate him and how much I need him and how much he's done for me in my life and my marriage and my family and my children and now my grandchildren. You know, I got to have a little sidetrack here just for those of you who are listening in. The blessings of the Lord just continue on and on and on. This past week, I was so blessed. I got to go up to Oregon, which is in the state of Oregon. There was a little place called the Oregon Garden. And my granddaughter was getting married to a young man she met up there. He kind of looks like a logger kind of guy, kind of husky guy and bearded and just a really nice guy. And I know that he knows the Lord and my granddaughter knows the Lord. But the greatest blessing that I had in that whole thing was that they asked me if I would do the wedding ceremony. And I'm telling you, as a pastor, that's one of the greatest blessings you can have. The, the, the biggest blessing you can have is leading someone to Jesus. But I'm telling you, right behind that one was when my granddaughter and future grandson-in-law, if you will, asked me if I would honor them by doing the wedding service. And we did, and it was an amazing time, an amazing event. And I just thank God. Well, while I was there, I was looking at God's creation all around us and the beautiful trees and the gardens and the wind that was blowing through the trees. And I looked around and I couldn't help but think about how amazing God is and that God 
prepared this and blessed this so that we could be blessed. And right now, I'm telling you, he's preparing stuff for all of us, for you, for all of us to be blessed. I believe right now, for those of you who are going through financial challenges, maybe you should just stop and be, start being more thankful to the Lord and enter his courts with thanksgiving and just thank him for all the things that he's done. You know, as a pastor, many, many times when I would lead them in prayer, I'd say, before we get into prayer, before we start asking God for this thing and that thing, and I know God wants us to take our prayers and our petitions to him. But I would tell the congregation, before we get into that, before I start asking for all these needs, why don't we just start giving thanks to God for who he is? And I'd tell the church, think of about 20 things that you could be thankful for, like thank him for this church and thank him for your salvation and thank him for your marriage and thank him for the fact that you're healthy enough to come to church and thank him that the worship service was wonderful and thank him that we live in this wonderful country where we have freedom of worship. And I would just go on and on and tell them that. And the reason I did that was I want to prepare their hearts to understand that all good and wonderful things come from God the Father, that God wanted to bless them, but he certainly enjoys his people praising him, worshiping him, and giving him thanks. You know that God is worthy of our thanks. And so why don't you just do that right now and say, Father, I thank you for all you've done in my life. You could even stop this podcast right now and just just for a minute, maybe just for 10 or 15 seconds, just simply think of the things that you have a reason to be thankful for and thank God for those. So I know that God will be blessed and I know that he will touch you and he'll help you and he'll reveal his resources to you and he will prove to you that he is your source for whatever need that you might have today. Before I close this teaching today, let me give you a thought. We know that God is sovereign. That means that he has the ability to do whatever he wants and he can make whatever decision he wants. And it's up to him. It's his will and his desires that will always come forth. God always wins. God always makes the right decisions. And God is always going to be our source for blessing and also our source for instruction and discipline when we need it. So it's important to understand that God can choose who he desires to bless. And he can also choose who desires not to be blessed. And when God desires it, it's going to happen, period. It doesn't matter what we say or what we do. God is sovereign and he's going to have the final say on all these things. It kind of reminds me of the times that when I'd be preaching before the congregation, I would tell them that I believe that our God is is in heaven and he's got this massive bushel basket full of blessings. And he's just holding that gigantic bushel of blessings that he wants to pour out on people. And I would tell them when we would go into worship service, how many people here would like to receive something from that blessing that God's going to pour out over this service today? Well, if they really wanted it, if they really wanted to receive that blessing, then they'd have to learn to what that psalmist said, shout with joy to the Lord all the earth, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him singing with joy. And then it says, and enter his gates with thanksgiving. Now, if we really want to receive something from that blessing he has for him. That blessing is his resources. Do you know, you ever think of God's resources as being just simply peace that he wants to pour out upon us? The peace that God has, the world can't relate to. They can't understand it. And Jesus talked about that and said, it's just, I have a peace that that the world knows not of. He has peace that the world can't explain. So if you want to receive from God's resources, then let's 
praise him. Let's worship him. Let's be faithful to God. Let's wake up in the morning and thank God for another new day. Let's wake up in the morning and say something to him like, Lord, thank you for who you are. Or or if you're the kind of person who likes to do a devotional, reading something in your Bible early in the morning, then find a scripture and read it. I, I just can't imagine going a day without reading something in, in God's word, reading a verse or something that keeps me close to God, reminds me of who he is and that he's my source for all the blessings I get in my life, whether it be financial or whatever it might be. And I think it's important that when we think of God, we, we just think of the heavens and we think of our God with this gigantic bucket of blessings, this huge bushel barrel bucket of blessings. I don't know how else to describe it to you, but I can picture that and I hope you can too. And he's waiting for his people to enter into his course with thanksgiving, to bless him, to seek him. He's got resources in that basket that he wants to pour out for us. And as he starts to tilt that bucket of blessings and he wants to give us his resources and his his wisdom, his knowledge and his peace and his compassion and his mercy and his grace and his goodness and his kindness and his faithfulness. When he wants to pour all that out on us, have your hands lifted up to receive it. Even right now, it might be a good time for you to just stop and just maybe just even close this podcast off for a second and just simply take a moment and say, I lift up my hands to you, Father. I receive your goodness, your blessings. I praise you for who you are, God. You see, I'm a believer. I'm a big believer that when we praise God for who he is and not necessarily for what he does, that we bless the Lord, that it's a blessing to him that we just simply sometimes go to him and say, Father, bless me with what you want. You know, I know a good pastor friend of mine who's always said that when he goes to prayer, he doesn't ask for needs. He doesn't say, Lord, I need this and I need that and please give us this and please give us that. Oh, he prays for other people and prays for the needs of the church and those types of things. But when it comes to things in his own life, he's just decided that he's not going to ask God for a whole bunch of stuff. What he likes to do instead is he just simply says, now, Lord, as when it comes to me, after he's prayed for the needs of other people, he said, when it comes to me, Lord, just give me whatever you desire that I need. I just want what you want and I want your will in my life. And at anything that you want to do in my life, I'm ready for you. And I receive what you have for me. Because, you know, you know that's a good way to pray. When you think about it, that's a good way to pray because God may have a bigger blessing in store for us than what we even know to ask for. Many times, the Bible tells us we don't know how to pray. We're not aware of how to pray. So the Spirit then comes in and He takes over and He prays through us and for us. And that's just a powerful time of prayer. No, the Word of God tells us that God's ways are greater than our ways. They're bigger than our ways. They're more powerful than our ways. And it tells us that because it basically is trying to get us to understand that no matter what we think, we need, God's got a blessing. It's probably greater. It's probably bigger. God probably wants to bless you in a way financially greater than you can imagine or you can even think. I believe that. I believe that some of you out there right now need a blessing and God is ready to bless you. But maybe the only thing that's keeping it back is that you haven't totally surrendered your life to him. So with that in mind, if you've never given your heart to Christ, you've never surrendered to him, just say, Father, receive me this day. I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior and I promise to serve him all the days of my life in Jesus' name. If you just say that and you just surrender your life to God, now you've opened up yourself to your family, a legacy in your family of the blessings of God, the resources of God. I'm telling you, when I think about the resources of God, I get excited. I'm going to continue this teaching in the next 
session that's coming up, the next podcast that I do, we're going to continue to talk about God's resources and really what does it mean and that God is not only our source and the reason he can be our source because he has unlimited resources. So we serve a mighty God, an amazing God who loves us and he could have condemned us. He could have turned against us. He could have turned against his people, but he loved us so much that he sent his son to earth and made his son go through the trials and challenges that we face, pain and suffering, desertion, and those things that he felt and he had to experience because that way God knew that he could minister to us through his son. And he sent that son and allowed his son to die on a cross for us. We serve an amazing God, a mighty God, the maker of heaven and earth, the the, the God who has no limits in his life. So with that, let me just close in prayer right now as we close out this session. Father, bless those that are listening. Thank you for this teaching today. And I'll be careful to give you the praise for it and the honor. And I pray, Lord, that this word that's been taught today, this message that's come forth, Father, will bear fruit, will help people to understand that, God, you are their source. Father, you have an unlimited amount of resources where you can bless your people. I thank you for that now and give you praise. For we ask these things, Lord, in Jesus' name again. Amen. I pray that you were blessed with this teaching today. I know I was in preparing this lesson, and I'm looking forward to next podcast where I'm going to be talking about the subject of God is our source in our finances. It will be focusing on the unlimited resources of God. So if you're interested in hearing more about these teachings and hearing more about the financial things I've written about, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And on there, there's a link on there for you to subscribe to my weekly newsletter that should be coming out shortly. I've written several books that you'll be able to see on that webpage, one entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living, another one, Generosity, What's in It for Me? And I know that God will bless you and I pray that you'll be able to pick those up. You can subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and may he give you peace. I pray that you will prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. I look forward to the next episode where we talk about the resources of God. Until next time, may God richly bless you.